tricked by results. <laughs> this was a question that my friend Jay Shoup had this morning. I got a chance to spend some time with him. He is an incredible, incredible human being. And I asked him some questions about how to keep a sober mind. And he said, well, sometimes people are tricked by their results. And I was like, well, tell me more. And he said, sometimes they're tricked by their positive results into thinking that it was them that actually did it as opposed to uh, relying on God. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, it was almost like, like he punched me in the face and was like, showed me a mirror and said, look, because it convicted me in my heart. There's a lot of times where I would be tricked by results, uh, you know, and, and be duped into something, but I never realized that I'd be tricked into results or tricked by the results of something that good, good that happened. Because what I do is when I have a result that works out, I take it in <laughs> And then I process it, I systemize it, and then I just do it over again. But what if that is not God's will at the time for you to be able to do that, but he just wants you simply to lock into him and maybe the method changes the next time. This is probably one of the hardest things that you'll ever do as a human being, but we're exploring Proverbs 19, which is the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom. And I took that question that we had, and I had not read Proverbs this morning, and it is amazing how 3,000-year-old wisdom is going to be answering those questions. Or even more, God asked me the questions, have you been tricked by results? It's cool, too, because my friend Michael, Michael Adams, I love you, man, he just sent me a text, and he said, I read Proverbs 18, verse 17, and he's uh, one of the top attorneys in the world, and he said, I never read it the way that, uh, that it was there. Maybe I didn't have the NIV, and it connected with, it talked about in a lawsuit, the first person to uh, speak is always seems right until the cross-examination happens, and 3,000-year-old wisdom was able to hit him exactly where he's at right now, which was amazing. So Proverbs 19, corresponding proverb, corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom. Let's get this party started. And tricked by results. Think about the positive side of this. Have you ever had a result that you did and then you got so excited about it that you fell in love more with the process than you did with the reason why it actually happened? And this is uh, a word called hubris, right? Thinking that we will succeed just simply because we succeeded before. And But again, my buddy Jay Shoup, when he asked me this question, have you ever been tricked by results? And he said, there's so many people that get tricked by results and then they keep doing those systems processes. They fall in love with them and they manage the people as opposed to loving the people because the people are always going to be a little bit different emotion, a little bit different method, whatever it is. 
and then managing the system so the system is constantly changing, adapting to the people, as opposed to saying, this is the rigid way that we have to do it. Why? Because we got results before. Have you been tricked by results? <laughs> Proverbs 19, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day. I've been studying this stuff for the last 30 years, and it's amazing how it's coming alive. First, you read the word, and then the word will start to read you. And God asked me these questions, so I'm going to run them down today, and we're going to, we're going to jump right in. In question number one, in have I been tricked by results? It was this conversation I was having with God this morning, and he said, are you doing what is right or what is profitable? This one, like, again, I feel like I keep getting kicked in the head in this. And watch this. In verse number one, it says, Better poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. In verse number seven, it says, The poor are shunned by all their relatives. How much more do their friends avoid them? In verse eight, it says, Though the poor pursue uh, them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. The one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. And God asked me, are you doing what's right or are you doing what's profitable? And I had to look at this and be like, sometimes I'm tricked by results because it's profitable, so I think it's right. But what's crazy is when I do the right thing, it's always profitable. Not immediately or when I want or the way that I want. Maybe it's not profitable in money, but it is in relationship. And imagine that. As we move forward, so in verse 22, this was the cool thing. In 22, it's down below. I'm reading the NIV version too, so make sure. I mean, you don't have to read the NIV. You could read the King James New Living Translation. But I would go through and study and compare and contrast. So in verse 22, it says, A person, a what a person desires is unfailing love. Better to be poor than a liar. Second question that God had for me this morning is, do you know what it takes? When you have that end result, do you know what it takes? Well, most of the time I don't know what it takes because there I have to go through the process. And God is saying, like, there's no way to put me into a system. So there's no ritual, there's no religion that will get you closer to me. It's just a relationship. So if I have a relationship with God... That means it's going to be ever-changing. He's going to have different words. He's going to have different methods. And he's not always going to have me doing the exact same thing. But how can I know that? As if I have a right relationship with him. And what's a right relationship? It's just spending time. He's asked me, do you know what it takes? And in verse 2, it says, desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? Desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? How many times have I been like, yeah, 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 whatever, the right thing, or yeah, yeah, whatever, I know exactly how to do this. I did this in my business for years. I, I processed it, I systemized it, and I knew that I could get to that result, but there was always the human factor, and there was the life thing that was happening. So the third question, are you judging God on, based on man's inconsistencies? And what God was saying is, is for me, like he was asking me this, Am I judging him based off the inconsistencies that I see in the relationships or in the people that I see? Because 
people have let me down or maybe they didn't keep their word or maybe I didn't keep my word. Maybe I let people down. Am I judging God on that? Or am I saying like, God, you're still God, but these people in the middle, the middleman, maybe they were doing wrong. That's okay. Maybe I was doing wrong. That's okay. But he asked this in uh, verse three, it says a person's own folly leads them to ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. <laughs> Sit in that for a second. Uh, question number Four, are the spoils blurring your vision? This again was like a smack in the face. It says wealth attracts many friends in verse four, but even the closest friend of the poor deserts him. In verse number six, it says many curry favor with a ruler and everyone is a friend to one who gives gifts. Sometimes I've been around people who give me so many gifts that I think, oh man, it just covers up the fact that what they're doing isn't right. And what God was asking me is, are you allowing the spoils of the relationships to blur your vision on what is actually right and what is right? It's what I tell you in the particular time and in that moment. And the only way you'll know that is if you come to me and spend time with me. And (laughs) I don't know, I like sit in these questions for a little bit. Question number five is, are you telling the truth to yourself? And in verse number five, it says, a false witness will not go unpunished, and whoever pours out lies will not go free. And I thought, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm uh, looking at people who maybe don't tell the truth, but God was like, are you telling the truth to yourself? And so he has convicted me on this. And in verse nine, it says a false witness will not go unpunished and whoever pours out lies will perish. (laughs) Think of that, Michael Adams. Perjury, what will happen with perjury? A false witness will not go unpunished and whoever pours out lies will perish. Imagine what would happen when a person perjures themselves. And I'm speaking to Michael Adams because he's, again, one of the top attorneys in the whole entire country and happens to be one of my friends. And this is a a thing, a side note. Uh, Membership has its privileges, right? But your heart will give you access. And I have access to my friend, Michael, who's one of the greatest lawyers on the planet, but I do because he's my friend. And so... Uh, In verse number 28, it says, A corrupt witness mocks at justice, and the mouth of the wicked gulps down evil. (laughs) Right? Am I, and so when I look at that, it's not like, oh, I'm pointing my finger. God was saying, are you telling the truth to yourself? Are you that person? Are you that person that's sitting on the stand and perjuring yourself based off of not just what you say, but what you do is your character in line. Here we go. Here, here's the hardest one for me to read, which was the question he just said, character check, question mark. And this goes in verse 10. In verse 10, it's not fitting for a fool to live in luxury. How much worse for a slave to rule over princes? In verse number 13, a foolish child is a father's ruin and a quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping of a leaky roof. Verse 14, houses and wealth are inherited from your parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Uh, Let's see, uh, verse 15, laziness brings on deep sleep and the shiftless 
go hungry. That may, just are you diligent? Uh, verse number 16, whoever keeps uh, commandments will keep their life, but whoever shows contempt for their, uh, for their ways will die. And it goes on in verse 17, 18, 19, 20, 24, 25, 26, and 27. That's simply a character check, and I invite you. Read through this corresponding proverb, corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom. It is crazy when you start to read it. It will actually read you. Today it was reading me. Let's move on to the next question. Are you leading with wisdom? forgiveness, and love. And this was a hard one for me because I just had a certain situation today where one of my friends had told me an untruth. And God hit me with this. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is one's glory to overlook an offense. Are you offended? Are you able to overlook it? And it says in that, in uh, verse uh, 11, it says a person's wisdom. Where do we get wisdom? Fear of God. Yield, uh, yields patience, and it is one's glory to overlook an offense. Was I offended? A little bit. Do I need to overlook it? Yep. Why? Because I want to show wisdom, but wisdom comes from the fear of God, spending time with him. If I know his character and I spend time with him, then I fear him or respect him, then he'll give me wisdom. And he gave me wisdom today by smacking me upside the head and asking, are you leading with wisdom, forgiveness, and love? Next one. Next question, where are you giving credit? <laughs> Let's go back to asking you, are you tricked by results, right? Where am I giving credit? In verse 14, it says, houses and wealth are inherited from the parents, but the prudent wife is from the Lord. Houses and wealth are inherited from the parents. That means uh, worldly wealth are uh, inherited from your parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. It's a gift. You cannot take credit for a gift. My necklace, a gift. My shirt, a gift. My watch, a gift. My wife, a gift. My kids, a gift. I cannot brag about them. My talents, gift. Even the hard work. I was taught that. It was a gift. Verse 14, where are you giving credit? Uh, question number nine, have I been tricked by my results? And it's in verse 21. Many plans, many are the plans of a person's heart, but, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Bang, bang, biggity, bang. Verse number 23, the fear of the Lord leads to life then one rests content, untouched by trouble. Bang. And here we go as he finishes it up today. Penalties are prepared for the mockers and beatings for the backs of fools. Penalties are prepared for the mockers, the person who thinks that because those results came, they didn't give the credit to where they came from, and they started to rely on their processes to get the results. And it says beatings for the backs of fools. And what he was saying to me is, have you been tricked by your results? <laughs> the good results that you get, have you been tricked? Because I could tell you that there's probably not good things that are lying in wait if you trust in them. And uh, just as we finish up today, have you been tricked by, uh, by your results into thinking that it's your processes as opposed to God's gifts? He only calls us to one thing, and that is simply to spend time with him. What is a right relationship with God? <laughs> it's as simple as spending time with him. And when you spend time with him, he'll answer exactly what you need at that exact time. 
but it'll be his will, his plan, his timing. Proverbs 19, corresponding proverb, corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom. Ask yourself, have you been tricked by your results? My name is Kelly Cardenas, and I'm officially off the hot seat. Peace, love, and soul. Oh, <laughs>